This is First, Last, Best, Worst. The only podcast recorded on a Tascam 4-track cassette tape. We explore the craft of songwriting with our guests as they perform the first, last, best, and worst songs they've ever written. I'm your host, Carl Banks. I'm Taylor Rogers. And I'm Paul Blackwell. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. This is first, last, best, worst, and we are here live in the studio, and we have some big announcement to make uh, up top. We're going to talk about this. We have a live show we're doing at the Gateway in Brooklyn on March 7th, and uh, we want everybody to be there. Uh, the premise of the show is that we're going to invite all the alumni, all the people we have had on our podcast to come and perform, and we're going to do a live show, and we're really excited about it. Yeah, it's going to be fun uh, finally getting the podcast out into uh, physical reality. Right, and yeah. have and have all the guest, past guests come and mingle with each other and, and talk about the experience of... Uh, Going through the first, last, best, worst. Yeah, it's gonna be games. it's gonna be really cool. It's gonna be kind of like a Comic Con type situation. So all, <laughs> all like the all you uh, FLBW heads can come out, <laughs> wear you know, your dress, yeah, dressed as your favorite uh, <laughs> co-host. <laughs> Um, you know, uh, it's cool. You know, we really do have the best fans in the world. We Carl. really do. <laughs> um, other other big announcement. Uh, we just hired an intern. We are very pleased to have Scarlett. Scarlett, we, we did decided not to give her a microphone uh, yet because she has to pass our rigorous test, but she's sitting in the studio with us today, so welcome, Scarlett. Welcome, Scarlett. We're so excited that you decided to join on our team, and yep. uh, let's be honest, Taylor and I, uh, we could use a little bit of organization. Um, We're just three dumb men <laughs> trying to do a podcast, so it's nice to have someone a little bit more not organized. Yeah. Um, but it's anyway, so hard, though. It's so it's hard, so hard to keep everything organized. Especially when you're cool rock and rollers like us, <laughs> you know? I know. I got into this game to sleep till noon and not send emails, and now I got to wake up early and send emails, and I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. Yeah, I might as well have just been a lawyer, you know, at that rate. <laughs> I, I thought about it, but it uh, turns out I don't like reading. So yeah. uh, I almost became a lawyer. I actually took really? the LSAT, and then I didn't, and I think it's probably the best decision You took the LSAT? What'd you get on the LSAT? Uh... I forget. Pretty Six. high, though. I don't even yeah. know how, how it is even scored, so you yeah. can make up anything right now. Um, and, uh, but yeah, anyways, uh, I, I'm not a lawyer. I do this. <laughs> uh, Part-time caterer and podcaster. Uh, yeah, speaking of this, let's do this. What is it? We, this is a podcast about... Music. Music, Music and songwriting. That's right. <laughs> today we have Ryan Martin in the studio. Hello. Hey. How, how you feeling today? Uh, I'm great. I love it. You got your sweet Martin here, and uh, you let, well, let's get to it. Can you play your first song for us? I can. What's this one called? It's called Regular Man. Regular Man. Cool. Of the rain, how every 
Yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you're really uh, exercising your pipes there. In, yeah. In <laughs> yep. Can you, date, can you date this song for us? Do you know what, roughly when, you, when it was written? Probably 2007. Okay. 
Yeah. And is this your first complete song, or do you think? Are... Mm, no, <clears throat> this is probably the first one that I can actually remember now. Okay. You know, yeah. um, I wrote a handful of songs around then that I just haven't played. Like that's kind of the one that stuck. You know. Mm-hmm. And do you still perform this out? When I you're do playing? not not so often, but uh, f- funny enough, actually, I was persuaded to uh, re-record it for an album that's coming out. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be new all over again. <laughs> well, I I have a question about the it's it's a cool uh, structure of the song because you go to the from this A and then you sort of descend in the bass to like an A flat. Yeah. And then you go to the A flat major. Right. And it's like it's uh, not something normal. You Generally, you would continue on descending down. Right. And that way it, it sounded really cool. And I'm just kind of curious, um, being the first song, uh, is that something... How, how would you come up with that? Or- I think that just comes from being in a place where you're still really naive and you're not thinking too much uh-huh. about what's right or wrong, you know? Yeah. Um, and you just kind of go with your gut and with your instincts. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how I came up with, you know, that chord. Yeah. But I don't know, man. It's just searching. It's something that you do. You sit down and you learn new chords that you have no idea what yeah, they're you called, put, you know? Put your fingers in... Different in places. different places, yeah, <laughs> and, and then something happens. sounds interesting, you know, and and if it sounds right to you, then you know then it's right. It. I know yeah, that's what I yeah. think. Because yeah. yeah. sometimes you get so limited by, oh, is this you know in that key or is this, and it's like hey, there's no song police. Right, you can write anything you want exactly, and 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 go with it. Right, and it it, it actually changes key. There's also it's. I mean, at the end, it changes. The key, and I didn't even know that until right. you know, like years after I wrote the song, I was like buying harmonicas. I'm like, oh, right. I actually need B for yeah. that. You know? <laughs> right. Like, well, that's yeah. what I was thinking too, because then in the B section of the song, you're ascending. So it's kind of like in the in the beginning, you're the bass is descending, and then and then the B section, you're kind of going up, which right. is kind of it's a it's a good maneuver. And uh, like I said, this is your first song, so I'm just kind of curious as to how this comes up. Yeah, um, like I said, it's just. Not knowing any rules or not really particularly caring about rules, you know. Did and you I ever? Think, like, did you have formal training? I didn't. No, I had a guitar teacher um, for like three years, and that started at twelve. And very limited theory, mm-hmm. and I just, you know, I, I quickly. Like you learned songs. Or I learned songs. Yeah, it was very. Um, I don't know, kind of like it was at a, you know, a, a music shop, mm-hmm. and it wasn't heavily theory based. You know, it was like bring in songs that you want to learn and you'll play them, you know? So right. you learn like Green Day and like, you know, the songs of the day that you really, you know. Yeah, yeah. That you were into at, at 12. At 12. At least for me, you <laughs> right. know. Yeah. Green Day, some 41. Probably. <laughs> uh, where was this at, uh, location-wise, the guitar shop? That was in Campbell, California, which okay. is the South Bay. Is that where you're from? Close. I'm from a town called Los Gatos. Campbell's the next town up. Okay. Yeah. I'm not too familiar with that that area, but a lot of music comes from, of course, the Bay Area. Did you yeah. feel influenced by that? You know, it took me a while to to feel that. I. Yeah. I. You know. I. I don't know, man. It was. It, it was a pretty. Pretty like straightforward kind of suburban upper middle class town mm-hmm. and. I didn't grow up in a musical family and somehow like a lot of, I don't know, a lot of like a lot of music and escaped me when I was younger. You know, it took me a while to really find my influences, I guess. Um, And then was it always guitar? Is that the first thing you were drawn to? Yeah. Yeah. It was always guitar. Um, I had a friend who played and 
I looked up to him. So yeah. yeah. So I, you you uh, you started playing guitar when you were about twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, when did you start writing music? You know, not too much longer after that. I mean, I I would say maybe about fifteen. I started coming up with chord changes and basic melodies and just yeah simple song structures and then i would bring them to the band and then i had a collaborator i will say with quotes uh at the time who <laughs> you know she would write lyrics and um and and that sort of thing but you know i could i, I kind of found out early on that I, I hear melodies in my head like that was kind of my thing so i focused on rhythm guitar and songwriting and mm-hmm. And then it took me a while to sing. That's interesting. I read Willie Nelson's book, and he he says that same sort of thing about melodies, that they're just out in the world, and you just got to be in tune to them. He's like, just be quiet, and a melody will come to you. And I'm like, man, that's such fucking... That's such that's a great, great uh, easy to say when you're Willie Nelson right. and you wrote fucking a million great songs. Right. But I like that idea, because I do think that that's, that's true, that there's, there's only so much you can do with melody, and it's like kind of the simpler, the better, in my opinion. I agree too. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't stretch for things that are complicated or, you know, complex. Like mm-hmm. if they end up being that way, then that's okay. But that's all kind of, again, just something that kind of comes to me naturally, you know? Right. And yeah. then what about voice? That, I mean, your voice is really strong on that song. Did you already always have a good voice? Did you take any choir? Well, thank you. Um, no, I did not. No. Um, just, say, just sing loud. <laughs> I, well, it, yeah, in, in the beginning, it was not so good. Yeah. You know, it took me, it took me a long time to get the confidence to sing. And then from getting the confidence to sing to, to actually be being able to, <laughs> you know, pull it off. Right. Um, yeah. It took me a long time. In fact, it's, I still think I'm, you know, learning. I'm right. always, I'm always trying to learn and, and get better at that. Well, you ideally know. you're that's how music works. You're always right, working on right, stuff. You know? Right, right, yeah. But that was always something that I was really self-conscious about mm-hmm. and um, and was, you know, a weak, a weak kind of thing that I had naturally. I, I don't think I'd ever have ever been a natural singer. Like, it's something that I really had to work at for, like, years and years and years. Yeah. Did you take uh, voice lessons or did you just go for it? I did. I took a, a voice lessons not for a long time, but from, I think, three different people uh, who really kind of taught me some sort of technique and um, and I just took bits from that and kept practicing really yeah yeah do you, do you still have a practice schedule that you keep up with I wish <laughs> um, no I I don't I just try to play as often yeah. as I can and sing as often as I can and, and try to learn new things too it, mostly like guitar techniques mm-hmm. stuff like that and then as far as voice goes it's just I don't know, just sitting down and being like really focused on what's happening and what you're doing. And, right. You know, I know that I, re- I require that to sit with the, with the chords, pick out the note, practice singing that specific note. Yep. Like it takes me a while. Cause I'm, I feel the same way. I'm, I was never trained as a singer. I feel like I can sing, but it's not, it's not the strongest part of my right. performance. Right. And yeah, for me, like I always, I don't know, I wish I could just like, you know, in my mind, I think sometimes I did, especially in the young days, like I just pretend that I was good, you know, and I get up there because I hear it in my head. So right. I think it's that good. And then you right. hear it back and you're like, wait a minute, this <laughs> yeah. doesn't really come across. And well, you have to you... delude yourself a little bit. Yeah. It, sure. It, or you'll never right? get anything done yeah, in, there you in go. life, you know? So true. I like that. I like that. Um, <laughs> but so moving on, like uh, moving to kind of the way, what you're working on now, uh, can you maybe tell us about your the latest song you've written and kind of set that up for us? Sure. Um, this is a song I wrote 
maybe eight months ago, and it's not the latest, but it's the probably the most fully, I don't know, complete and one that I practiced more than others. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I've actually... Uh, I've been writing a lot, which is which I feel really fortunate for. Yeah, because when um, it's quiet, it's quiet. <laughs> it's quiet and it's painful. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the faucet turned on like six months ago, and I've written so, like I don't know at least a dozen songs. I think. Oh wow! Excellent. Yeah, but there. Yeah. Anyway. Well, is this? Are you? Is the plan to put out an album, or do you not have really an, any ambition with it? You just write to write. No, I. No, I, I'm I'm definitely um, you know ambitious. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> where's the capo go? Um, I have a, a record coming out in June, uh, which actually was recorded about three years ago. Oh wow! Yeah, and that's finally coming out. And then I made one back in 2010, uh, which is out there, and mm-hmm. you know, in the world on the internet <laughs> and all that. Um, three years ago, what was the holdup? That's hard to say. Um, <laughs> I was working with someone who uh, helped to finance it, and he kind of, I don't know, he he had some ideas of, about what he wanted to do with it, and then he actually has a reissue label, and it took actually Christina LaRocca to come back into our life to kind of show everyone like how ridiculous it is that he's not putting out this record when he has a label and uh-huh. he should do it. Right. So now really through her and through other circumstances, it's finally being officially released and we're going to make CDs and vinyl and yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cause that's a, that's a long delay period. I feel like, you know, if I, if there's like, for me personally, if there's like a two or three month gap between right. like the start of the recording process and like kind of, wrapping things up i'm just like i am no longer interested in this yeah you know it it, it dies on the vine pretty quick yeah and quite i mean i don't want to not sound like i'm not excited about it but yeah you know i think now that things have kind of started to move forward again i am like getting back into the songs and all that and also the time between that one being finished and and where i'm at now uh just a lot of things happen in life like i had a daughter and yeah i didn't really pick up a guitar for about a year. Yeah. You know? So I don't know. I was just focused on other things and I just wanted to let it Is lie. Is it cool and, to like go back and, and hear those songs after <sighs> three years have elapsed? No. Cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't have to talk about it. Let's, let's hear your latest song. Yeah. <laughs> What's the name of this one? Uh, this one's called I Just Want to Die. <laughs> so, a real yeah. pick me up song. Go, go figure. <laughs> California again Took every pill I had in sin Trying to face my family life Went home, kissed my daughter and cried I believe the thoughts of how I'm killing me Together we 
eyes Wanna answer a question for David Jones For the mountains of the sun Or something, friends, I'd never done I believe you gotta suffer to be rad thanks i i really like the you know the the chord progressions were like very classic kind of folk chord progressions but they sounded they sounded fresh you know mm-hmm. alive. thank you and it was cool you did some you did some really cool stuff in there i really liked how at the end of the phrase you're like i want to die and it almost feels like you're you're like clipping it, it it's you're clipping that line a little bit shorter, that melodic line a little bit shorter like i expect you to kind of be like i want to die uh, you know but you don't, and that's cool. Like it, it you know, uh, it kind of dies. And yeah, ending, yeah, ending it before like the the chord progression. Yeah, ends. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's incomplete, but yeah, uh, on purpose. Yeah, no, it's it, it's cool. It's it's cool when um you know, you kind of have an expectation, and it 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 kind of plays with that. Cool. Um, Thank you, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Really cool. Really cool song. Really cool chords. Really dug that. Um. Like you're doing like a little seventh. In the, yeah, in the, the chorus. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's cool. really breaks it up. Yeah, I don't want to compare myself to her, but I feel like that song came from listening to a lot of Gillian Welch. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, a lot of those, pro- like, that progression's pretty, like, right in her The Herald house. and the Harvest. Oh, my God. Yeah. I <laughs> so, obsessed over that for a while. Yeah. I w- my note uh, on the song was uh, Jay Farrar. I think you kind of sound a little bit like Jay Farrar. Are you familiar with... Uncle, I, I know some Sunvolt stuff. Sunvolt, and, uh, yeah, Uncle, Uncle Tupelo. Tupelo. Yeah. And yeah, just like that's kind of like my background in music. I'm oh, from cool. St. Louis and those all those guys are from that area. But yeah, I was just like, that's the note because I'm like, man, you're kind of hitting it exactly. And that little inflection, die, you know, it's like, it, yeah, it's good. Cool, man. Thank you. Is that an influence? Do you guys, you listen to those guys um, at all? I've listened to some Uncle Tupelo, not so much Sunvolt, but mm-hmm. um, definitely there's an Uncle Tupelo record. That I listen to a lot. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it, but it's the ha- one with their version of Moonshiner on it, which is nice. Oh, yeah. I think um, he sings that one. Who are, right. who are some of your um, your primary influences, just sort of in general? Sure. Um, Gillian Welch. <clears throat> Gillian Welch, she's huge for me. Um, 
Also, Neil Young. I was about yeah. to ask you if uh, Neil Young was an influence. Yeah. You know, Did he influence the, your sideburns? <laughs> he influenced all of this. All of it. <laughs> yeah, I just stole from him. Yeah. Um, what what Neil Young? Because I was turned on to him by the MTV Unplugged, because I'm a huge Neil Young fan too. But yeah. that's that was my my door in. And then cool. you know, I went back after that. Yeah. I at the time I, I was 16 and I had never really heard much Neil Young other than like the songs that were on the radio. Mm-hmm. And something compelled me to buy after the gold rush. Oh wow. And that was probably one of the most influential moments that I've ever had in my uh-huh. life was sitting down and putting on that record. Is that a record or a CD? Or? It was a, it was like a $2 vinyl oh, really? know, in the $2 bin. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And where, uh, do you remember where that was? That was, was in that in Rasputin in Campbell, California. Again, there's a, there's a few stores that there used to be. I'm not sure how many are left now, but there's a, there's a couple of stores, um, there's one in Campbell, there's one in Mountain View, there's one in San Francisco. But yeah, there's a big one in Campbell, and it was really cool because they had a whole bunch of records. Was and, there know, a live music vinyl. scene there? You know, not much, but when I was young, I in, in my high school band, there was a there was a theater in Campbell called the Gaslight. Or the Gaslighter, I can't remember. It's probably the Gaslight. Um and yeah, they we played a ton of shows there, and they were actually really cool because they would open the door to like especially underage kids, mm-hmm. you know, and we could go in there and play on a stage, right? With a sound system that was actually half decent, and right, it, yeah, it, you know, it was it had a few spots. What was the band? Right. That band was called Blacksmith. <laughs> I love early band yeah, names. I love, I love <laughs> high school <laughs> band <laughs> names. It's still in my email, too. Blacksmith, all right. I've never changed it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't know AOL. if that's laziness or... Yeah, it's, yeah laziness. <laughs> There's no other... I don't no keep it to sound cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. What was the makeup of the band, of Blacksmith? It was myself on rhythm guitar, my brother playing lead guitar. Older or younger brother? Older brother. Um, of two years, he played lead, and then we had three different drummers, and a friend of ours picked up bass, and we all got into music, and he learned pretty quickly. So yeah, it was you know high school friends, yeah, playing together. But we wrote you know all of our most of our songs, and we were instrumental for a while because none of us could sing. (laughs) Eventually, my brother you know got the confidence to sing. sing. Yeah, we made a couple you know couple CDs. And were you ever like secretly like I want to I want to be the singer? Um, maybe a little bit. Yeah. But I, I just, every time I stepped up to the mic, everyone would look at me like, really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, mm. how about we turn his off? Right. <laughs> what, uh, yeah. is your brother still playing music? He does. Yeah. He plays music in Portland, Oregon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Does he do a singer songwriter thing too? He does. He has a band called Finally North in Portland, Oregon. They play out and they, you know, they're making an album right now. So oh, excellent. Yeah. Do you guys ever tour together or play music uh, you know, on the same bill? <sighs> Unfortunately not. I would love to, mm-hmm. but um different coasts. Different coasts. Yeah, it's hard. Do you get out do you, to travel much playing music? Um I have been recently. I did a tour uh that landed me in Kansas City, so I went down south and then out um you know to the Midwest. Uh mm-hmm. and I've done a couple tours before, but I'd like to do more. Honestly, I you know. I'd yeah. When go you're an independent artist, I could. It, yeah, I feel the same way. When you're independent, it's so hard. It's like you got to do everything. You got to write the songs, you got to book the shows, you yeah. got to do write the contract. It's like, Jesus, what am I fucking an attorney or something? Right. Yeah. And then you don't get paid a lot usually. Yeah, but, um yeah, nothing. Right. But 
Yeah. I mean, I guess at the same time, you have some freedom to do what you want to do. That's true. You know, that's true. um, And you don't go through, like, say, like, just bringing up Wilco again, something like they went through where they make an album and then somebody just, the record company doesn't put it out. And then it's just like, I mean, they ended up with uh, Yankee Hotel. That had a happy ending. It did, but most (laughs) of the time it doesn't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people just sit on it and then it's like you've done this thing and nobody can put it out. Right. Yeah. um, You know. I don't know. It's hard. <laughs> it yeah. is. It uh, is. So when when you play live, is it typically do you do the solo thing or do you have a band? I have been playing mostly solo for the last two years, but before that, um, I had a band. Uh, really great musicians I met in New York, and um, you know, mostly I played with bands. You know, yeah. but um, it just that also became difficult to such a huge logistical headache. Yeah, and you know, there's monetary issues mm-hmm. as you yeah. could say and um and living in new york does not make it easier doesn't make it easier man yeah so uh but i actually have a show uh the 17th at berlin is it okay if i plug that yeah, yeah for sure. absolutely um so saturday at berlin i'll be back with a band for the first time in a while cool. and what do you guys I'm build really as excited. ryan martin ryan martin <laughs> cool <laughs> So yeah, we're playing that show at Berlin. Yeah, uh, you'll on be there. Saturday. Yep, I gotta. I'm scheduled to play a little bit, but uh, we want to move on to uh, the best song. Is this a song uh, you might be playing that night? Most likely, yeah. Most likely. I mean, why not play your best? Right. <laughs> What's the name of this tune? This one's called "Real Human Being." Real human. Real human being. Correct.
gonna try Take off your mask for me All I wanna see Is the real human being I know there is suffering But it's all part of Give it one more try Come on And give it one more try Come on And give it one more try I like the ceremonial bumping of the mic stand to, gotta do it to, to end it put it when you don't have a drummer you gotta yeah. make a drummer up somehow that's right yeah, interesting <laughs> compositional choice you know but <laughs> no that was fantastic uh, uh yeah that was really great um a lot going on there like pretty intricate progression um yeah i don't know if i don't know how intricate it is it's uh there's not a lot of fancy chords in there to me again it's just it's Kind of all I mean, it does centered go, around the melody, you know. Yeah. It does go down really easy, but you are doing. I mean, there there are quite a few like little changes, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it it takes a while for it to for a full revolution. Right. Yeah. I mean, is is cool. I really like it. What, yeah. Thanks. When did you, uh, you pick up the finger picking, and is that something you do all the time? Uh, I've been doing it a lot more lately. Um, but the finger picking I picked up. Picked up the finger picking. No, I'm a little uh, redundant. <laughs> um, uh, maybe like three years ago. Okay. Yeah, I used to do something with a pick, and then these the the middle and the ring finger. A hybrid. Hybrid picking, picking mm-hmm. right? Which I did learn from that guitar teacher. Oh, really? Ago. Yeah. Um, but I didn't really use it a lot. But uh, yeah, I used to do that a little bit. But then I just I wanted to let go of the pick and just yeah. do the fingers. I went through a period of like four years where I I could not have a pick anywhere around me, and now I can do it. And now I now I'm getting into hybrid picking. But I had to I had to go through that period to go to be able to get on stage and finger pick because volume wise, it's so much easier to have a pick and yeah. and project. You know, but I like the challenge and and I guess i saw more and more guitar players uh who didn't use picks mm-hmm. you know and that i really liked you know and that were really influential i guess um but it just felt like mm, if i'm really gonna call myself a guitar player maybe i should you know <laughs> learn this Use way too fingers. you know not to say that you can't yeah well it, that song is all in your right hand it seemed like you know the picking part and uh, yeah and that that's what keeps it moving yeah exactly and i i just love the sound of it too you yeah. know yeah. Well, why did you pick this as your best song? Um, I like 
the simplicity of the words mm -hmm. and I like the melody, specifically the verse melody. Mm -hmm. um, and we're saying our best song, honestly, it's the song that I get the best reaction, reaction. to. Yeah. You know, like that helps. Yeah. And, and, Hands down, that song always, like across the board, it seems to grab people. Was it written? Know? Did you write it to somebody, or was it written um, directed at somebody? Like, I, I want you to be a real human being to me. Right. No one specifically, and I think also a lot of it is directed at myself. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. like I might be talking about someone else, and either consciously or subconsciously, I'm talking. About I do that myself. a lot. Yeah. Oh, I, I I do a lot of like singing in like second person but i'm actually just like talking yeah about myself, right yeah know? yeah yeah it's yeah. sometimes it's easier to, to do it right less and embarrassing than saying like i <laughs> yeah. right you yeah know? yeah exactly it's a a a, a tool writers, yeah you know um yeah i don't know that's that's just seems to be the the song that um that kind of hit the mark. I don't mm -hmm. know. Just when, as far as everything I've been doing lately. As far as your process goes, um, do you have a specific process that you have? A notebook that you use or post-it notes on a wall or something like right. that? Or are you just kind of piecemeal, willy-nilly making um, up? Right. I have sometimes... I go through notebooks and then I, you know, before they're full, I think I like find a different one that just like <laughs> looks nice and then yeah. I start filling that up. But I don't know, scraps of paper, uh, different, whatever's around, like inspiration, I usually try to jump on. Is that so for, li if, for lyrics or do you know? It's for lyrics, yeah. I mean, usually I'll, you know, write a, a I'll, I'll write a, I'll, I'll play, you know, series of chords that sounds mm -hmm. interesting to me and then usually a melody will come. Right. You know, or, And that maybe sticks in your head as you like wander around and you can kind of like. Yeah, Close exactly. And 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 I'll usually come up with like one phrase that just fits the melody and and the rhythm, you know mm -hmm. what I mean, as far as like the phrasing, the vocal phrasing. Right. Um and that kind of that kind of shapes the rest of the song. That usually yeah. does shape the rest of the song, yeah. yeah. It's so nice cuz you need a direction to go because a song because there's no song police like I said earlier, they're so open-ended like the whole process is limiting it down into it so once you have a theme either lyrically you have a theme for where you're going lyrically or um a theme musically it just helps a lot because then you have a direction yeah once exactly. you find that one good phrase then you kind of have like all right now now i can gain traction on it you know exactly yeah i think um it gives you yeah a point of reference and usually you know the 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 words that come into my mind at the time when everything's just like kind of happening almost subconsciously, you know, mm -hmm. when you just shut off and you're just hearing the melody and you're really getting into it like that usually creates something interesting as well. And then the hard part for me is when you have to think about it and rewrite <laughs> it, you know, yeah. Um, that's yeah, that's. I heard recently struggle. it's like nobody has writer's block. You just have uh, a block on, um, on the quality level, you know, you're just like, oh, it's not good enough because you can always write something. Right. It's just like, oh, that's contrived or it's a bad rhyme. Right. Or something. I don't know. I mean, to me, I don't want to pursue something if it's not inspiring to me. Mm -hmm. So I can come and, you know, I have in the past, like you'll come up with something you're like, oh, that's kind of interesting and that could work and that could be a song. But if it's not moving me, then, you right. know, why, why, 
pursue it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, you know, if I'm not inspired, then why do it? What's the fucking <laughs> point, you know? Yeah. I know, especially when you're like not on a label or anything. I don't know if you're on a label, but it's like nobody's asking for this. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, what the fuck am I just going to put some bullshit out there? <laughs> yeah. Like give it some time. Yeah, you kind of have to you kind of have to swing for the fences every single time, otherwise there's no real point cuz I no, love that. Yeah. Uh, exactly. That's that's how I've done it and uh, like you should never sit down to like not write the best song that you can mm-hmm. right. where you're where you're at in your life cuz it's like filler especially now because it's like like there's no point in having filler there's so much content out there flooded with stuff Uh right um even like really good stuff can get lost in the mix so totally totally i would say also that something that i've tried to embrace more is that and this is kind of the opposite of what we were just talking about, yeah. that like writing is a muscle that needs exercise. Yeah. And there is that aspect of it too. Oh, of course. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you just have to write for the sake of it because if you don't, then it's, I don't know, even harder to to right, get that to that thing. place. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah, you got to so, bust through the rocks yeah, to and get to the gold. Right. And that's something that's really hard for me because it's just so miserable. It you is, know what I mean? Sucks. Like, why are this, these words are shit? <laughs> right. No one wants to hear it, you know? like Yeah, and then you look back and you're like, what the fuck? Like... I'm so right. naive. I always look back at my old writing as like I was so naive when it's totally. like I was like two months ago. I'm the same, yeah. right, the exactly. same fucking person. Right. No major revelation <laughs> has happened, but I right. look at my notebook and I'm like, it, what the fuck? It is depressing. Yeah. But that's good. That's a good sign. That means that you're always, you know, that you're yeah. learning more and you're trying to, yeah. you know, write better words or and write better songs. something I have to remind know? myself of a lot is that good songs take a while sometimes. And especially that's how I that's the type of song I write is I like to have clever wordplay and stuff like that. And sometimes you just have to wait on it because it's not there yet. Yeah. You can't, can't, sometimes, sometimes you reach a point where you're like, I really want to continue on this, but I know that I have to wait Mm -hmm. and like the reservoir fill back up. I'm yeah, doing that yeah, right that's now. A really good yeah. I have I have like three songs where I'm doing that right now. Yeah, just sit, you put them on the back burner. And you, yeah. come, you know, you got to come back to them in like a couple weeks. It reminds yeah. me sometimes of, a couple uh, years playing yeah. playing oh, yeah. uh, uh, NBA Jam on my Sega Genesis when I was a kid, and and there was a turbo button, and you couldn't hurt, hold the t- turbo button all the time because you would deplete the turbo. Right. Yeah, you yeah. had to let it build back up. So wow. yeah, uh, writing is. I like do yeah. remember button. that. I do <laughs> remember that actually. So Thank let, you. Let's talk about a song that you wrote when your turbo button was, was really low. <laughs> yeah. Let's get to the worst one. The worst one. Well, I probably thought my turbo button was high, you know, at the time. Cool. So uh, let's hear it. your worst song. What's this called? Replacement Avenue. Cool. Someone's looking out over Placement Avenue He's trying to find a reason he was stuck inside the zoo He's doing tricks for all the women making a spectacle of you The event of the season with your animal attitude And there's no time here left for me When the losers got the best seats front row of the bar and I'm standing in line trying to be a star don't ask questions I 
Maybe I'll be a poet or prophet for the men Trying to find out what's outside the cage that we're in But no one listens to you anyway Like I hear a song imagine We'll all just keep moving along Beating for the wind And there's no time here left for me When the losers got the best seats front row of the bar and I'm standing in line trying to be a star won't you get busy get into your comic dress Going to the show The tragedy of liberty And its rules on what you'll know But I've been watching shadows by The fire on the wall I turn my head out from the chains It's puppets after all And there's no time here left For me, no When the losers got the best seats front row of the bar and I'm standing in line trying to be a star we'll stop, stop believing Well, I'm not going to say it was it was bad because I thought it was pretty good, uh, especially sonically. It, it fits with uh, everything else we heard. You know, it's, guitar was good. Vocals were good. Uh, why do you why do you see it as your worst? I think that lyrically it was trying to be it was aiming high and didn't quite land mm-hmm. like yeah. it's it, it doesn't come from a personal place. It, it comes from like a prophetic place you know what Mm. i mean like not pathetic (laughs) not pathetic but it's like you know kind of over intellectualizing something Mm -hmm. and especially at i think an age and a time where i i didn't really have the total capacity or the skills to do that you know i'm trying to make a really smart song when i wasn't really there you know to right and like uh in, in all writing Anytime you you can tell the writer's trying to come off as smart or clever, that's a very off-putting thing to hear. Yeah, you know? totally, man. You'd much and rather I think, just hear like it and then it, exactly, it clever, exactly. Know? And I think what I've done since then is become more introverted and more personalized and, and actually much simpler with lyrics. Like you know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm not trying to, you know, um, I'm not reaching for you know words that are um, that that are like. I'm not, I'm not trying to put words in there that, um, just to be, you know, just mm-hmm. to sound more poetic Fancy words. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I think that when I write, um, my best songs are when I just kind of convey it in a poetic way, but it's much simpler, simpler. you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like I'm thinking of John Prine. He just like can just nail it simply. You know what I mean? Totally. And then when you hear those rhymes, they sound so effortless. Now, granted, he probably took 
a year to write these songs or whatever it right. was, you know. But it's like a good a good line. It's it seem it's supposed to seem effortless. Exactly. And you don't really think about whether it, you know, sounds really clever or smart. You yep. know what I mean? It just yep. it just is. It's the same thing yeah. with guitar playing too. When you see a guitar player that is trying to impress you with their moves, it's it sucks, you yeah, know, but whenever someone gross. is just like nailing it, yeah. you know, then it's like that's all that's what you that's what you're looking for. I my note was uh and I think about this a lot, the 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 word avenue is used in a lot of songs. Sure. And I guilty i use it in my songs too and i and i track it back to like tangled up in blue that's like on the avenue tangled up in blue and i'm like it's i guess just because it rhymes with blue and you it's used a lot and it has multiple syllables but i have never heard it rhymed with the word zoo and then (laughs) animal attitude and uh, i have to say that was uh that was pretty i'm impressed thanks (laughs) thanks um, yeah, I don't know. It's got some, it's got some moments, but to me, it's, it was, it's not a song that I'll play, I'll, you know, just, no, you know, <laughs> just unless, on a podcast, unless, you know, unless the diehard fans really, you know, <laughs> Come really screaming it. For yeah, it. exactly. <laughs> um, also, yeah, the title, like replacement Avenue, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> well, I don't yeah. know. You wrote it. It just sounds silly. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Well, let's. Can we talk real quick about your acts? You're playing this like pretty Martin. Uh, is it Rosewood? Yeah. This is uh, this is actually the D. I think it's a 13. Uh, this is not my guitar. I had to oh. bar- I had to borrow this for for, for the podcast for today. Yeah. What what kind of acts do you normally play? I play a Gibson J29. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's like kind of the standard. Yeah, it's the standard guitar. folksman's guitar. Yeah, yeah. You know? um, Whose guitar is this? This is my friend's. Uh, yeah, he okay. he he helps me out a lot. It's the <laughs> same person who helped me make both my records and oh really has yeah had a huge um, we've become who is really it? good friends. Give him a His shout. His name's out. George Wallace. He has a record uh, company called High Moon Records. Is that in Brooklyn? That is in Manhattan. Oh uh, yeah, those, um, fa- those fancy fuckers across the river. Mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, but he's nothing like that. And uh, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, he has a, it's a reissue label and I will be the first um, artist to release new music. In the past, they've released uh, records that have never been released before or, or that are out of print, you know, you reissue. And, and so uh, that, that's one that was uh, from three years ago. Yeah. And the first one. And the first one. And the first one. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, can we talk about, I don't really quite understand the reissue thing. Is it, so he... He gets the rights to albums that were never released, and then he reissues them? Yes. He licensed them, and they're either albums that were never released or albums that were released but are out of print. You know what I mean? Like the more, I don't know, hard to find kind of like obscure records that, you know. From Big Axe or from like? A- uh, it depends. I mean, his first two releases were big. It was Love. I don't know if you're familiar with the band Love. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. it was a it was, was crazy. A, a Love record that never had came out before. It's called Black Beauty. It's actually really good. You should check it out. Um, and Gene Clark uh, from the Birds also mm-hmm. had great records on his own. Um, and that was a reissue from a record that he made, I believe, in 1977 called Two Sides to Every Story, and that's also a great record. And since then, he's you know, um, it's been a little more obscure. Um, mm-hmm. But he's done great stuff. There's one guy named Terry Dolan, um, who's like a songwriter from the Bay Area. Uh, another band called Marvin Gardens, which is cool, like garage 
psych rock band from late 60s San Francisco. And, well, you know, well, it's all and kind now of, you. of that era. And now me. Cool, man. <laughs> so, yeah. So you, you're playing uh, You're playing at Berlin? At Berlin, yeah, this cool. Saturday. Anything, anything else you want to plug? And people, right where can now. people find your music? Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, yeah, they can find my music. Uh, it's on all the, you know, the social media things. All, uh, Ry- all Ryan Martin. All, all Ryan Martin, yeah. Um, Except for the Blacksmith li- albums that, <laughs> right, that yeah. were bootlegged around the Bay Area. Right, exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> cool, man. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining us on this episode of First. Last. Best. Worst. Um, do you want to play us out with anything? Sure, I'll play a song. Cool. Thanks a lot. Ryan Martin, everyone. Yeah, this is awesome. And one more time, we're going to plug our show, March 7th at the Gateway in Brooklyn. We're going to have all of uh, podcast alumni come, and we might have a bake sale or something. I don't know. We're going to, ha- we're going to have a good time. It's going to be a party. Well, we'll see you guys there. Thanks a lot for joining us. Thank you. That's the song. <laughs> good night. Good night. <laughs> So they say the truth can be found in the things you cannot see. So I'll pray on the hallowed ground beneath the willow hanging trees. And I've tried hard to be a part of all of the wondrous disguise. But if the cutter walls from down the hall Awake you in the night Be kind To understand yourself in another Is that the way it's supposed to be? not for me, then for my brother, let his gentle heart receive. And if the swinging sign in the moonlight saying, come on in, it's time. But I've been walking through wars for years and I don't want a hello or goodbye. From this city rooftop Through your yellow window I see you cry. Oh